0: Romans in the New Testament, uh, chapter number 5. And I want to look at verse number 12. Begin reading at verse number 12. Romans is a great book. It's, at the, it's the first book among Paul's writing. And I read somewhere a while back. I was reading about this uh, 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 book or going to do some studying on it. And I was reading some comments about it. And this one person commented that it wasn't a coincidence that the book of Romans was first in Paul's writing. And he talked, and this man says it's one of the greatest books in the Bible, doctrine. You find, uh, uh, you know, about uh, somebody was telling me a while back is talking about it, and someone had told them that the only place that you'd find doctrine, uh, you know, was in the book of Acts. You know, and I thought, mercy, they must not read uh, some places I've read. Uh, you get uh, you get information that you need. And so the Lord is able to help us with all of these things. And so let's just keep on reading and studying the Word and live by it. Stand with me, if you will, for the reading of the Scripture. I want to read verse number 12, and then I want to skip down to verse number 18, verses 13 through Uh, 17 is a parenthesis, and I'm not going to read that. Paul is commenting about what he's talking about, but uh, I'm not going to read that at all. Just read verse 12 and then skip down to verse number 18. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. And then skip down to verse 18. Verse 18. Therefore, as by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men to condemnation. Even so, by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one uh, one shall many be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered that uh, that the offense might uh, abound. But where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. That as sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign, uh, reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the precious word of God and pray that you would uh, bless us today as we stand to preach your message. And Lord, help us to say the exact things that you will said to this congregation, Lord. And you know every heart and every life. And you know everything that needs to be done. So would you just take control of my life? Fill me with the Holy Spirit. And Lord, help me to be obedient to you. And I pray that you'd speak to every heart. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. And you can be seated. And I want to talk to you today for a few minutes by the help of the Lord on the thought of our defense against the sneaky sins Sin has been in the world ever since Adam and Eve sinned in the Garden of Eden. It's gotten worse. It's going to remain around and will stay in the world until the Lord returns back, takes His people home to heaven, and judges and punishes this world. Sin is going to always be there. You say, but preacher, I I thought I ought to get to the place that uh, won't bother me. I don't think you ever will. Uh, don't think you ever will. Sin is sin. Satan is Satan. He is not destroyed. Some seem to think that he is uh, that he is controlled, but he is not. Uh, but he knows everything that's going on in our life, and he's after everybody that he can get. Good to have Edith and Beal. Saw them come in, and they sat down back there, and they got so quiet. You know, I just didn't... Uh... I appreciate them coming over and being with uh, with us uh, uh, this morning sin is still in the world Paul is talking about sin and it has a sneaky way of getting into our lives but he also talks about the defense that we have against these sneaky sins and we do have a defense uh Sin sneaks up on us a lot of times. It snuck up on Adam through his best friend and the love of his life. And her name was Eve. Snuck up on him. Adam sinned and disobeyed God. And, uh, and you know, all of a sudden it comes, hey, the best things that could happen to a person, it happened to Adam. But God gave him a commandment and he said, Adam, don't you eat of that tree. Uh, That's the tree of knowledge in the midst of the garden. Other trees you can eat of it, but not that one. If you eat of that tree, then you're going to die. And so Satan uh, knew that he'd have probably a harder time with Adam. So he worked through his wife Eve, a sneaky way to get up with you, you know, to get to you. And, uh, and uh, he uh, he come in and, and what he done was he took the truth and put a twist in it. Now that's sneaky. That's sneaky, you know. You'd, uh, 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 and and he, he took the truth. And he says, God has said that you're, you're going to die. But God really didn't mean that. He doesn't mean you're going to really die. Hey, God knows that if you eat of that tree that you're going to become like him. You're going to be wise. You're, no, you're going to know right and wrong, good and evil. Uh, and, 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 and these things happened, but I tell you, it brought about a price that they had to pay. So it snuck up on Adam. Adam ate of that fruit because his wife did, and he, uh, they were driven out of the garden, you see. They were driven out of the garden, so it snuck up on him. Uh, it snuck up on David. When David was not in the battle, when the rest of the armies of Israel was fighting in the battle, David was home for some R&R and he walked out in the cool of the day, out in the evening, and he looked over at his neighbor's house and his neighbor's wife was ta- uh, taking the bath. And any time you see your neighbor's wife taking the bath, you ought to look in a different direction. You say, but preacher, I can handle it. No, you can't handle it any better than David. And I can't handle it any better than David. Amen. Where people has a sneaky way, a sneaky way of getting you into trouble. There wouldn't have been no problem if David would have just looked in the other direction. Now, by the way, if you're going to take a bath, pull the shade. You know, you know, uh, that, that, that's what you're supposed to do. But David was responsible for what David did. Bathsheba was responsible for what Bathsheba did. But all of a sudden, it snuck up on David. And David said, "Nobody never know the difference." And you think about that—that that happened in his life. He 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 sent word. David had no business sending word about whose woman this was. He had a wife, and uh, one's enough. I tell you. Uh, but uh, but anyhow, he uh, he, uh, he he sent and asked a question, and they come back, they found out they found out that uh, uh, you know uh, who she was. He invited her to his house adultery went on and she uh, uh, became pregnant Uh, so you'll understand what I'm talking about and I'm talking about what can sneak up on us in a hurry and uh, he uh, she went back home a few days later a few weeks later a few months later uh, she sent word to David says I'm going to have a baby and you're the dad and David said "Uh uh-oh I got caught with my hand in the cookie jar but I'll take care of that now, you see what happens when the sneaky sin gets in there. It just keeps on growing. Homes have fallen apart because of the sneaky sin that got in there. And it just grows. It just grows. You know, David says, I'll have to take care of that. Hey, I can't be embarrassed. I can't hate. To, uh, hey, uh, and he sent out and got her husband. Uriah, wasn't that his name? Got him out of the battle, brought him home, says, you go spend the night with your wife the next night uh, next morning uh, david got up and uh, by the way uriah didn't go home spend the night with his wife uh it seems to me that at that particular time the uriah might had better principles than david had i'm sure he did in this case and next morning they told david said uh a uh, uh, uriah didn't go sleep at his house he slept outside the the, the king's palace David talked to him about he says, "Hey, He says, my captain and the other men are sleeping out there under the stars and me coming in and leaving them out there. said, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to go down to my house and enjoy the warmth of my family and, and be, uh, be there with my, my, uh, my wife. I can't do that. Them men are out there risking their lives for me, and I'm not going to do that. I owe that much respect to them. Uh, David ought to have learned a lesson, by the way, from that man. But anyhow, he, and he kept him there another day, but he still didn't go down to his house. Sent him back with a, with a de- death warrant in his hand, a letter back to his captain. Put him up in the front of the line and withdraw. God called David a murderer in this. If you read the scriptures and study him real close. But he snuck up on him. That's not anything wrong with that. I tell you folks, you get, get into trouble. You get into trouble if you if you if if you're not careful. Uh, those sneaky sins slip up on us. Lust, when it's conceived, bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it's finished, bringeth forth death. A man it sins when he's enticed and drawn away after his own lust, his own desires. That's when it comes, snuck up on Peter in a time when Peter wasn't thinking about it. Well, you remember right before Jesus uh, went to the cross, he talked to his disciples and he said, the uh, scripture is going to be fulfilled today. I'm going to smite the shepherd and the sheep of the flocks are going to be scattered. Uh, he said, uh, and, and Peter says, Lord, though everybody would forsake you, I won't forsake you. I'll, I'll stand right by you. I'll be right there with you. And Peter felt strong because the Lord was with him in. You know, the Lord was with him in and he, uh, oh, he, uh, he, was, uh, uh, he, uh, he was really talking about that, And he said, that'll never happen. That'll never never uh, uh, happen uh, 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 to me. I'll never deny you. But the next day, when he was there where Jesus is on trial or that night, three times he denied that he knew the Lord. Three times, snuck up on him. He didn't know what was going to happen to him, but it snuck up on him. And when he denied the third time, Jesus told him, he said, Peter, before the rooster crows in the morning, you're going to deny me three times. And Peter thought, man, I'm not going to do that. But the next morning when the rooster crowed, after he denied him the third time, he remembered what Jesus said. He looked at the Lord and the Lord was looking at him. And remember what Jesus told Peter? He says, Peter, Satan has desired to have you. This before this happened. He said, Satan has desired to have you that he might thrash you as wheat, or sift you as wheat, rather. But he said, I prayed for thee that thy faith fail thee not. And when thou art converted, you strengthen the brethren. You strengthen the brethren. God, Jesus knew about this. The sneaky sins snuck up on these men. And these are three good men in the Bible. Adam and David and Simon Peter was three great men. But he snuck up on them when they wasn't wasn't thinking. Old Satan is still working on these same principles today. Hit them while they're down. That's his philosophy. Hit them while they're down. In 1 Peter chapter 5 verse number 8 he says, Your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. The lion is a sneaky animal. I'm told that when a lion is hunting to prey, if there's a herd of deer out here, and he'll come out maybe on the hillside and spend three or uh, four or five hours out there, maybe a half a day or longer than that, just where the, the, the deer be used to him being around. Uh, been around and he, and uh, uh, and when he gets uh, uh, to the place that he's going to stalk the herd and get him a meal he goes out there and he stalks the whole herd every one of them i mean he goes in the midst of them a roaring lion vicious and he goes out and stalks that whole herd and that big fat buck with them uh, big rack here uh, you know that can uh, uh, that can leap over an eight foot fence and never touch it he don't chase after that one He chases after the ones that gets behind, the little one, the young one, the crippled one, and that's the one, that's the easy prey, and that's what he does, and that's the way Satan does, he sneaks in on us, when you're down and out, uh, when you get to the place that things are not going well, he tells you it doesn't really make any difference, get out and have a big time, everybody else is doing it, he's a dirty low down liar, but he'll sneak in if we're not careful. He'll sneak in. He tried this on Jesus in Matthew chapter number 4. He tried it on Jesus, one, actually one of the greatest victories for, in Jesus' life. He was uh, uh, baptized by John in the river Jordan. The uh, Holy Spirit uh, uh, come and lighted on him in the form of a dove. God spoke from heaven, said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. He went out in the wilderness, was tempted, uh, was in the wilderness for 40 days and nights. And immediately after that, that time was up, Satan come by and he, he questioned Jesus on his authority. Uh, prove your authority, prove you who you are. He says, if if you be the son of God, then command these stones to be turned uh, to bread. Uh, that's what he tried to do. That, he tried to sneak in on him. Try to sneak in on him. Also, he says, approve uh, your, your, your authority. Uh, then he, he says, uh, 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 show your defiance. You don't have to pay any attention to anybody else. Uh, you know, people become defiant. They say, the law is not for me. It's for everybody else, but not for me. Uh, you know, that's when you get in big trouble. You know, when you think that it's not for you, it's for everybody. But he took him down, you know, and, and had him to climb upon the highest place of the temple, uh, 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 the, the pinnacle of the temple, the highest place. And he, he says, uh, jump off of this. He says, uh, uh, it's written in the, in, the, in the scriptures, he shall give his angel charge over thee concerning thee, and they shall li- uh, uh, lift thee up, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. He said, it's also written, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. He tried to sneak in there. And then he tried to sneak in where a lot of people let the guard down in the riches. And uh, he, uh, he took Jesus out and showed him all the kingdoms of the world. And he says, all these I'll give to you. All these I'll give to you if you'll just fall down and worship me. But it didn't work on Jesus. It worked on Adam. It worked on David. It worked on Peter. But it didn't work on Jesus. Jesus says, get behind me, Satan. I've got a job to do. I've got a job to do. Now, the defense that we have, the defense that we have against these sneaky sins, how can we in this world of sin today be steadfast in our relationship with God and true to the Lord? You say, Preacher, we can't do it. Oh yes, we can. Now I know sometimes Satan gets in to all of our lives. Mildred reminds me sometimes that I get some help from somewhere. <laughs> no, I'm kidding about that. Uh, we're all people. Made in the same mold. A little. Some of us are a little more moldier than others. But we're made just the same way. We're all humans. We all have the same kind of temptations. We may not have the same temptations, but we sure have got the same tempter. Uh, he's always there. But we have a way to fight back. We have a defense against these sneaky sins. In James chapter number... Uh, 1 verses 14 and 15. Well, let me read verse 13 with that too. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he is is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. We can rest assured that we're going to have to deal with with the sneaky sins in our life. Rest assured of that. At a weak point, Satan will make sure that some things come along that you don't need to be involved in. And by the way, it doesn't make any difference how old you are or how young you are. You're gonna have these temptations. You're gonna have these temptations. You don't take things that don't belong to you. You don't do things that you're not not supposed to do. Uh, you know, you you uh, uh, you you, you leave those things off, and so we have a way. Jesus talks about two things that we can use in our defense against the sneaky sins. Uh, just before he went to the old rugged cross and died for the sins of the world, and as he prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane, he talked to his disciples. And three times, in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, Jesus told his disciples, those folks that were with him, watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. You remember when Jesus brought some of his disciples to the Garden of Gethsemane? And they stayed there with him, and Jesus says, I want you to watch with me while I go over here and pray in the garden of Gethsemane, his heart was heavy and he prayed and he come back and he found those disciples asleep and he asked him, said, couldn't you watch with me for just one hour? Can you watch for just one hour? And three times, Jesus tells this in three of the gospels, he tells them to watch and pray. Lest you enter into temptation. The word watch means to look, to observe, see what's going on. Be on the lookout for things. Hey, we got eyes. We're going to see. We don't have to be like David. We need to turn away. You know, we got uh, 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 this world is full of temptations. The lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, all of them come through that. That's usually the way that it comes. Uh, the, the, and the pride of life. Three things that he talks about. And that's usually the way that the temptation's come, and That's where sin, uh, sins uh, start. And if we don't uh, get rid of them, uh, then that, that's where they're going to be. So we need to watch. We need to watch, first of all. Uh, and uh, uh, and uh, we, have a, uh, we have a watch on our hand, it tell, uh, on our arm. It, tell, it tells us that I need to get on with it. Uh, you know, we uh, we 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 can find out if we're late or early, and find out what we're supposed to do. Uh, yeah, and it tells us something. To watch means that we observe. We we're careful with these. Uh, when you go out and on the road, I remember a while back when uh, one of the weekends had a lot of bad weather, and somebody in one of the local. Uh, person from a TV station was talking to a, a truck driver, one of the uh, truck stops, and was talking about, and, and, and this one guy said, well, he says, when you drive a big rig like this, says, a lot of people don't understand what it is and what's involved. Uh, but says, you, says most of the time, says you're out there on the road and the weather's good and you just have to watch yourself and a couple other drivers, you know, somebody here and there, you have to watch. But he says in this kind of weather, you have to watch everything. He said it's so much harder says so you have to watch everything. You have to make sure. says so somebody can pull across the road in front of you and if the road is slick, you can't stop onto these big rigs. You can put the, uh, the brakes on, but it won't stop. You'll run over top of it and somebody can get hurt. So you got to watch. What he's saying is you be observant. You look out for the other person too. That's a defense against the sneaky sins. Realize what Satan is trying to do uh, when he tries to get in your life and get you to say something about somebody else. You don't need to do that you say the well, preacher they talk about me well that's them that's not I'm preaching to you now <laughs> you know that, that, that's the them, them. You, don't, you, you don't do this you, you guard against that so you watch we have watchmen we have guards they, they watch they protect us and so we're to watch and then he says to watch and pray that you enter not into temptation the number one thing that we need to be watching for is the coming of the Lord. Now, that's the number one thing always in our life. Now, if, if I go out here and, and, um, and uh, I break into your house and steal something, rob you, uh, I'm committing a crime against you. But first of all, I'm committing a crime against you. And a sin against my Lord, thou shalt not steal. I'm sinning against God. You'll never, never, never get sin out of your life and live for God until you realize that you're sinning against the Lord. David never thought about what went on in his life until Nathan came to him and told him, him this story about a man taking a lamb, the only one this man had, and killed it and fixed a dinner for one of his friends. And David says that man will have to die. He'll have to pay this back. He's going to be treated terrible. And he looked at him and said, David, you're the man. You're the man. You've sin-. And David realized, he said, I've sinned against the Lord. That's when repentance comes. It's when we realize that we've sinned against God. We need to be looking for the Lord to come back. We need to be living in such a way that we would not be embarrassed nor ashamed whatsoever if the Lord should come back at any time in our life. That's the best offense you've got, is realize that when you sin, you're sinning against God. Realize what God done to help me and you to live for him. Gave, the, gave his only begotten son. Gave the most precious jewel of heaven. He didn't give the archangel. He gave his son. He wants to help us. He's a friend. We need to be looking for the Lord. I believe the Lord is coming. back. It's amazing how things will stay in order in our life if we're aware that the boss man, the boss is around. Isn't it amazing? Somebody told me one time that I had more get up than anybody they ever saw in their life. I said, every time I look at you, you're getting up. <sighs> that wasn't what I wanted to hear. First part sounded pretty good, but they killed that. Isn't it ain't amazing, you know, when the boss man comes around, how many people, that, boy, I mean, they're doing just... Uh, or when, whenever you know when, when you're when you're talking about somebody, you know you're just you're just I mean just really laying them out to the dogs and you're blah 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 blah, and and you see them coming. Oh boy, I better I better quiet down. You know it shouldn't be them we ought to be concerned about. It should be him. And it's amazing that if we go out with the Lord may come back today, of how different our life will be. I doubt that most of the people who are not in church right now. Now, I know some people are sick and some had to work and whatever, that they're not here. But most people that's not in church at this hour of the day are not looking for the Lord to come back today between 11 and 12 o'clock. Now, honestly, I believe that. I believe that. If I knew somebody was going to break in my house tonight, I'd put an extra chair against the door, you know. Prop the door uh, handle, and uh, if I can find one, I'll tell you, they they don't have any more straight back chairs anymore. you got to lay something else against the uh, the door in these days. But we need to be looking for the Lord. That's the number one thing we should be watching for. And then we need to pray. And the number one uh, prayer in our life should be that our own relationship is right with God. We pray for ourselves first. Uh, first in our life. We pray for ourselves. Keep our life in order, and then when we get our life in order, we're able to help somebody else to get their life in order. You say, we preacher, but I've done a lot of things. You know, you don't worry about your past sins. By the way, that can be a testimony for you. That can be a testimony for you that God forgive you of these sins and what I've done, I don't even talk about. I don't even want to think about uh, but the Lord forgive me of those uh, those things you see. So I need to keep make sure that my own uh, relationship is 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 right with God, and then we're ready to help others with, with the problems and 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 to help uh, uh, turn uh, the world around and turn them toward the Lord Jesus Christ. Our defense is to watch and pray, be careful, and pray a lot. Pray a lot, uh, Doctor. Uh, pray a- was telling a friend of mine that guy who worked with Mildred and uh, he had cancer back behind his eye and uh, it was a sad thing and I went to see him one morning and uh, he was sitting there in the room and I walked through the door and spoke to him and, and uh, I asked him uh, how he was doing and, and uh, he, he said preacher have you ever been run over by a Mack truck I said no sir but I think I know where you're coming from And I didn't have the time to say anything much. And Dr. Prail walked in the room, and I uh, excused myself and started to leave. She said, now, you don't need to leave on account of me. Said, you don't need to leave. Said, I'm not going to examine him. I'm just going to talk to him. That's all I'm going to do. And you don't have to leave because of me. And so his wife asked me, said, would you just stay in here with us? And I'm glad I did. And she told this man about his cancer. Says, they say that surgery is out of the question. Says it'll grow back as quick as you can cut it out. And she told what it was, you know, and I didn't understand it when she was talking, and I certainly don't remember it now. But I remember what she talked about prior. That was down my line. And what she told him says, we need to get you out of here and get you home. And I want to see what else I can do to get something to help you. But says you need to be home. We can take care of you at home as good as we can take care of you here in the hospital, and you'll be happier at home. And she says, what we need to do is we just need to sit tight and pray a lot. That's the way she put it. And he looked her in the eye, and he says, ma'am, are you a praying person? She said, yes, sir. I'm a praying person. She said, I pray about everything that I do. And if God chooses to use us and the treatments that we can give you to, get to, to take care of you, he's going to take care of it. And if God don't choose to do it that way, he's going to take care of it. That's the truth. What she says, we need to pray a lot, and that's the truth. We need to pray about everything, and we need to pray often. We need to pray often and then watch for these things. You've got a guard You've got a defense and that's the only defense you've got. You say preacher I'm smarter than they are. Somebody will be smarter. My daddy used to tell us there was never a tree that ever grew so big that there wasn't an axe that somebody could use it to chop it down. Somebody else is stronger than we are and let's lean on the Lord and trust in him. John R. Rice, let me tell you this, and I should have done clothes, but let me tell you this. John R. Rice tells about, as a boy growing up in Texas, they had jackrabbits. And he said that they had these little old rabbit biggles, you know, that they would chase those, uh, those uh, jackrabbits and they just walked down through the field just about and stay in front of them. But said his daddy went somewhere and bought a greyhound. Said he was as black as the night, and they called him Coley, that was his name. And said that uh, uh, he would uh, uh, would uh, uh, put him out there and said that out in an open field that those grey could catch one of those jackrabbits. Now their are legs and a little bitty body. That's about all there. But said they'd catch him, and said that he remembered one day that he was going fishing. And said that on Saturday afternoon, he decided he would, and he, and he started, he got his fishing pole, didn't have any bait. Said he started going down. He said, well, what in the world would I use for, for bait? And, uh, and said directly, he heard that, that, uh, that uh, the dog followed him, going with him down to the river. And said he heard that dog barking. Greyhounds don't bark much. But he said he heard that dog barking. He said, well, he says, he's got a rabbit down there and says, uh, that'll be fine. I can dress the rabbit. I can use its, uh uh a part of the rabbit for bait and I'll just go on down to fish. And said he got down there and he said he never heard a dog make such a sound in his life. As this dog was making, and said he was uh, uh, of under a ledge and said that the dog was trying to dig back under there to get to it. And said he thought, well, it's, one of them rabbits got back there, you know, and, and said, I better see what it is. He, he said, I better check it out. And said he got down on his hands and knees where he could see back under that rock. And said he looked back under there, and there was a, 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 a little old cottontail rabbit, not much bigger than your double fist. And said he was sitting back there with his eyes, you know, and they, their eyes are always pooched out, you know. Uh, the, those rabbits, to get him scared and they look worse. And said he was sitting back there and he was just trembling, you know. That dog was about two feet from that rabbit. And said he was scared to death. And says, but that, uh, that said those jackrabbits usually didn't run in a place like that, but they would try to outrun the, uh, the dog. And they couldn't do it. But says this little bunny rabbit knew that he couldn't outrun that dog. So he found refuge. And that's what we do. We can't outsmart the world nor the devil. But we've got a defense, and that's in the Lord. When we turn to Him, He helps us. Otherwise, we can't make it. Would you bow your heads? Brother Omer, would you come and lead us in an invitation first, please? Heavenly Father, we thank you for your goodness and mercy and blessing. Thank you for the plan that you provided for us in your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, for us to have salvation, Lord, for us to live for you from day to day, to be the witness that we need to be. We we need your blessing upon us, and I pray that you just speak to hearts today and you understand every heart and life and soul, work your precious will. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand as we sing together? 278. Page number 278. We're going to sing one verse. If you need to come, you got something you need to talk to the Lord about, then you come and talk to Him. you want to come join the church, whatever you need to do, you come if you will as we sing on the first verse. <laughs> I am resolved no longer to linger, charmed by the world's daylight. Mm-hmm. Things, that, mm-hmm. I heard, things mm-hmm. that are no that are no longer, have, O oh mm-hmm. my song. Thank you for being here. Don't forget to sing convention at 2 o'clock and then service tonight at 6 o'clock, okay? Let's bow our heads, if you will, please, and we'll have our closing prayer and ask the Lord's blessing on us as we leave. And I'm going to ask Brother John Calhoun, if he would, please, to dismiss us. Don't forget Bert as you go out, okay?